All right, so it's been a it's been a minute since we've been on this podcast game. Yeah, well, it's it's been about the last podcast was uh, was back in September. Seven months ago, eight months ago. Damn, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, well, this is uh, I'm Chris. I'm Sadik, not Christian. Um, <laughs> I can't remember your own name. Is that how long it's been? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's been it's been a but, while. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm Christian. It's been a it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been uh, mm-hmm. spent the last like seven months of no stable internet. So that's why we haven't been able to record. Because even mm, like and it's, every time me and Static would hop on like even like an Xbox Live party, it would totally just crap out after a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Super bandwidthy. Yep. Uh, ping was all over the place. Latency was garbage. Uh, pro tip: If you move somewhere, um, don't use the uh, hotspot from the coffee shop downstairs as your primary internet source. Yeah, that's that's not good. And this is episode twelve of uh, Two Shades of Brown. Um, we're gonna start off today with. Uh, with our, our favorite social network, uh, Twitter, uh, has been up to some uh, changes. Uh, a big change, really. Um, they, they, they're they now removing replies from the, from the 140 characters count, which means that replies are part of the metadata now, I guess, of the tweet instead of the text. Well, um, I guess not really. So, like, the change is that, like... For users, you just don't see the at handle anymore when you reply to someone. Mm-hmm. It'll say in right. small text below the actual, in the tweet itself, replying to whoever. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. when someone does that in Tweetbot, you still see the at reply. So it's... Yes, yes. You they know. haven't changed the system. They just changed how it's displayed. So the problem would I have, a lot of people have with this, with the this US change, garbage. is it... it it, it's garbage because it's hard to tell who's talking to who. It's hard to follow conversations. And you can have up to 500 people being replied to at once. Which is bad because um, spam, people can spam like 500 people at once. And that's that's not good. That's uh, that's not a good look. Uh, uh, for... it's, it's real It's real interesting. Like uh, in the show notes, which you can find at twoshadesbrown.com, I'm going to have a link to the uh, this motherboard article by Sarah Jiang. I think it's yes. how you pronounce her last name, where uh, yep. she just explains how this whole entire change is a dumpster fire. But basically, um, mm-hmm. if you use Tweetbot, um, everything's the same as normal. Or uh, Tweetium on Windows, you know, there's, I don't know anything about Android clients. Don't use Android. Um, but if you're on Windows or a Mac, you know, there's um, just, just pay like 20 bucks for a Twitter client and your life will be beautiful. Yes, so only the official Twitter clients uh, for all all OSs, except Windows, I guess. Nobody, nobody cares about the Windows Twitter yep. app for some reason. Um, all of them have been updated with the new changes, even TweetDeck. But with, with TweetDeck, you can do a bit of JavaScript variable change, and you can revert to the... But more importantly, if you're still using TweetDeck, I'm going to refer back to my previous point of stop using things that are bad for you and just use TweetBot or any of the good <laughs> universal Windows apps. From like, Just open the Windows Store. I, I know you like put that icon in the trash as soon as you installed Windows 10, but just search Twitter in there. And you know, like Tweetium, um, one that means... If Tweetium it has, is pretty good. There's a, there's a couple good. of good yeah. clients you know, that aren't, right. aren't garbage. It's just that I've been using TweetDeck for years at this point, so it's kind of like... A, like it's the most comfortable, you know. Like it's, even if it's worse, it's just like I'm man, used to it make, at this point. You can make Tweetbot, Tweetbot work exactly like TweetDeck on the Mac, and you can make Tweetium work exactly like TweetDeck on a Windows machine. Yeah, but I've used that's both of them. True, you yeah. just add the columns and stuff. The only thing missing from and every other client other than TweetDeck really is the activity feed, um, which is uh, which is a special feed that shows people's. Uh, people liking other people's posts it's like uh it's, it's the creep feature when you want to it is when the you creep wanna, like peep emoji here someone's feed you know like that's it's it's good because a lot of the time when i'm on twitter um and there's some drama going on in whatever community and i'm trying to figure out what what's going on it's really useful to have the activity feed up and see what people are uh people are liking people are retweeting uh, and I can sort of figure out going back in time to see what what the drama is about. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a it's a tool for power users, and I feel like uh, other clients don't really uh, do that feature because it's probably very hard to do. Uh, well, TweetDeck is the only one that does it, which is why I still use TweetDeck. Well, and also too, uh, Twitter's been. I guess there's a case to be made to use the official Twitter apps now since Twitter's added all of the. Uh, muting features and all that fun mm-hmm, stuff that Tweetbot yeah. had. But still, um, yeah. don't don't use them because they're bad for you. Even if I think that the uh, chronological timeline is the worst, I still use Tweetbot. 
It's also the ads. Ads are, the ads are not. It's not good. It's just um, the ads I get on on Twitter on the official Twitter client is. But I mean, they're probably gonna add ads to TweetDeck somewhere down along the line. It's owned by Twitter. Yeah, like, they, they haven't they yet. Haven't, uh, TweetDeck TweetDeck only gets the major changes these days, uh, and they don't bother making really small changes to TweetDeck, like the ads for it. For some reason, I don't I don't know if they want to implement. I think uh, there's rumors going around uh, about Twitter implementing like a pro version of uh, TweetDeck with additional features for brands. And that's the worst. Uh, they're, like, they're, it's paid, but but for like people who want to build their personal brand. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. If we're going to pay for Twitter, I don't want any eggs. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, deformed heads. D- deformed, yeah, deformed heads. heads. That's, that's, that's the other change that happened last week. Um, Twitter, Twitter changed their default uh, user avatar from the famous, uh, infamous rather, uh, egg to, to a generic uh, silhouette uh, of a person, which, which is... But it's a little more I mean, blobby than Facebook's and Google's silhouette, so you know it's more original. The thing is, all these, these two changes are like sort of de-branding Twitter as Twitter. Like the, like the ad symbol is basically Twitter. Like it's the brand of the, of the Twitter um, through the social network. Basically, and the, and the bad. eggs as well. Twitter's just bad right now, and uh, Mastodon's <laughs> not going to blow up, but I have an account there. Follow me if you want. Um, it's not going to blow up, but it might. It, like, I, I have hope about uh, federated social networks, but uh, I've seen uh, what happened to uh, Diaspora. It's, it's been and, 10 uh, years now, man. Diaspora was like, that was 2007, 2008. I'm pretty sure that project started. <laughs> it, it's not going to happen. Just, just go back to email yeah. and IRC. Yeah, IRC is where it's at. Not really. I- um, IRC is a lot of uh, anime Marxists. Uh, <laughs> IRC. Yeah, that just yeah that just rise on. But uh, let's move on from uh, the IRC topic. So uh, basically, though, Twitter's probably not going to be in business by this time next year. Um, so enjoy it while you can. Uh, I'm going to be sad if Twitter. Speaking goes to about shit. things that oh, are yeah. going to shit, they're a uh, Mac Pro. Oh, that's a good segue. Nice segue. Thank you. I, I try. Um, that's a good so, one. So uh, Apple f- did the thing that it never did, and it flew out a bunch of uh, journalists. Mind you, uh, they, they super cherry-picked. They had someone from the Wall Street Journal. They cherry-picked? They had someone yeah. from Axios, which is a new media brand that I really don't understand. Um, they had mm-hmm. someone from BuzzFeed Tech, and they had someone, they John Gruber, and they flew them all out. John Gruber is not a journalist, So, which is which is one thing I should point out before we start on this. Um the the post that's going around from the, the daring fireball post, which I'm gonna link in the show notes, of course, um, titled "The Mac Pro Lives." It's it's not a very um, objective look at the issue, I think. But I mean, uh, you don't you don't like come a, to John Gruber for objective, objective. No, I don't. I'm just I'm just pointing that out before. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we might have, might add some other sources to that because it's a very. Uh, from the BuzzFeed tech link. From the from the BuzzFeed, yeah. But I mean, it's basically. Um, Apple, it's a uh, well. Really, you should listen to the Accidental Tech podcast episode that went it that that uh, goes over this because they spent like four hours talking about it. <laughs> Rip Casey, uh, rest in peace, him. But it was it was uh, basically Apple. Just um, they thought that no one was going to buy it. Like they, well, so what happened with the original Mac Pros? Like it looked like a trash can. It was real small, mm-hmm. and they assumed yeah. that daisy chaining. Thunderbolt like based GPUs is yep. going to be the future, yep. and the PC industry it's did not. not move in that direction. No, nope. and whenever they tried to add new processors or GPUs to the base unit, the thermal system in it was too trash, and everything kept overheating, so they couldn't update it. The chassis was yeah. Flawed. So what they're what they're doing, uh, what they say, uh, what they said they're going to be doing, they're going to be doing a very minor speed bump update to the current uh, Mac no, Pros. No, no, it's not that. It's it's a price drop. So they're taking, the, price they're taking so not, the higher okay. end model which exists as a market and they're dropping it by a thousand dollars. So the the base model okay. of like okay. the so quad it's not even a, no longer exists okay. and now it's a hexacorzion mm-hmm. and the eight corzion right. then bumped down to where the six corzion price was. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. no change in actual speeds. It's just that they are now a little bit cheaper. And next year they said that a redesigned Mac Pro is going to come. And uh, that not iMac, this year. No, they didn't say. Actually, they said not coming soon. They didn't even say it. people are assuming next year, but they said not this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be. That's two years uh, from that's now. what Gruber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, 
the Groover said that it's this. It's not this year, but they didn't specify when it's yep. coming. I guess they don't. They don't have a timeline yet. And then um, basically an iMac, which with uh, a more pro CPU. So probably not Xeons. They're probably not gonna put Xeons in the iMac, but i seven. Not the i seven, but like it's the the K version, right? Those are the overclockable extreme Intel ones. Yes, the 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 versions with the K at the end are the. Uh, the CPUs that are that can be overclocked. Yeah, probably like one of those uh, ones, right? Like the higher end Intel ones, which are a step below. Yeah. They're like the consumer versions of the Xeons. Yes. Like, like basically, yes. those are probably going to stick those in there, and hopefully, mm-hmm. a good GPU. Yes. Uh, discrete GPU because yeah, uh, right are, are, are on, on the lower end, they could use the integrated GPU in the i7. So if you're going for a Pro one, you want to throw good. like an actual NVIDIA card in it, like a Titan or something. Probably, yes. Yeah. Not a Titan, maybe? Not a Titan for for the iMac? They could but, definitely uh, make the iMac thicker and throw a Titan in there. You just make it like a little more blocky the heat profile and a little more thicker. Might be a but bit. you can do it. It could be done. You just have to make it thicker. Possibly, it is a Pro yeah. machine. They're not going to be pretty. At this point, like I mean, Apple, it, yeah. it's you want you want something that can push VR. You want something that can push actual like three D rendering. It's not going to look pretty. It's going to be boxy just for heat constraints, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine. Yes. Everyone expects that. So, yeah, if they made a blocky iMac of like, and one of the Intel K series and a uh, Titan or something like a ten something GPU in it, it'd be fine. Yeah, ten eighty. Like, yeah, it could push. Because Eddie Q said, or not Eddie, some Craig Federici, one of them said that one of the executives said that they want to start pushing, want selling Macs that can do VR. Yeah, if they're gonna start doing VR, they need the powerful GPUs in there. Uh, that's that's so, true. So more powerful iMac this year, redesigned Mac Pro. People are, in Apple said it's modular. And I see a bunch of people on Twitter talking about, oh, what if they can be like a phone box thing? It's like, no, no. By modular, they mean like you know a tower PC where you just open the case. Yeah, a tower PC. You just, yeah. you just pull out PCI <laughs> cards and stuff, man. Nothing crazy is gonna happen. It's, yeah, it's it's not it's not innovative. Like it's 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 like Apple's trying to say like they're gonna make it modular, but it's been ex- like the like my PC. Uh, it's you can take out parts. Or I can even add more parts. importantly, yeah, like the modular. cheese grater Mac Pro that came beforehand, that big like yes, the cheese grater Mac sort of Pro, thing. Yeah. That one needs to mm-hmm. pull out cards and stuff, and that's what they mean. And so it's probably going to be more yeah. blocky, uh, probably be bigger for thermal constraints because they probably don't want to have to re- keep redesigning the chassis every couple it's, of years. It's probably going to be a full tower, yeah. A full, I say half tower. I don't tower. think they're going to go to a full tower at this point. I, they have their limits on how big they'd be willing to make things. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Full tower would be nice because this, it's more space. Um, but, I mean, so it's it, probably they'd probably be able to fit, like, the full tower components in, like, a half tower or something. It's, yeah, you can. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying a full tower is, is probably better for thermal uh, and just more space for, like, adding extra disks, like, disk slots, like, for SATA drives, mm-hmm. like, uh, SSDs or hard drives. Uh, because a full tower case can have like six hard drives. Well, I mean, whatever SSD. they do, they're probably they need enough hard drive space to support RAID because that's the whole entire point of the Mac Pro. Yes, it's the Mac yes, Pro is the yes. only Mac out of the box that does RAID. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, it's probably at this point it's the only one that does RAID. So uh, none of the other other systems come with dual disk systems. So they need RAID. With. But regardless, it's uh it's gonna come soon. Um, right now, you know, the Mac Pro still th- 2013 one. You should. If you don't need good GPU stuff and you really just need raw CPU performance, you probably still buy it because those Xeons are still more powerful than any of the consumer stuff Apple sells. Mm-hmm. So it's still probably it's more powerful for multi it's more powerful threaded mm-hmm. high end professional applications that do not have a high reliance on GPUs, which is really niche. Yes. But for the people who do like data processing at science labs and stuff, like you still cannot beat a Mac mm-hmm. Pro for that kind of computational power. Right. I mean, if, if the software you need to run is only on Mac OS, um, then you're, you kind of have to get the Mac Or even too, at this if, point, the price, if you're going to build your own Xeon system that had all the same components and the base amount of RAM as a Mac Pro, it's pretty competitive. It is so like competitive. Uh, like for 4000 I mean, the Xeons in the Mac Pro are how old now? They're three like uh, three years old. Mm, that's a bit. I mean, the Xeons move slower than the, like, the normal processors, but... I wouldn't buy a new Mac Pro at this point. Well, I mean, if you, if you, like, I was saying, if you need that one, one use case of like multi-threaded CPU performance, the Mac Pro is still a machine Mm -hmm. to buy because building your own computer, even with modern Xeons, is probably going to cost more, be less, because a six-core Xeon, 3.5 gigahertz, quad-core or dual-core GPU, or dual GPU system rather, and 16 gigs of RAM, um, Mm -hmm. with a 512 gig. 
flash hard drive or an SSD is going to be $3,000. Yes. So yes. building that yourself yes, that is hard. not that more expensive. Yeah, I, it's going to be the same price. Probably not. But the, the new if you build a PC with that hardware, it's going to be like the latest hardware that's not... It's that's current gen, not three years old. But it's still, it's still going to be. It's probably going to be more expensive, though. I mean, regardless, the point being, like, there's there's one use case for the Mac Pro right now. Uh, don't buy it for anything else. I'm actually probably good yeah. enough. Also, uh, displays. Apple's going to be making another display because that LG one they sold last yes, year uh, was a piece of garbage yeah. that had a uh, Wi-Fi <laughs> interference because it wasn't padded enough on the inside. Oh, that's that's not it's not a good it's not a good. It's look. a real bad quality for, assurance thing. Like, how how do you yeah, how do you miss that? I mean, it's LG, so I could probably imagine how they missed it. But still, it was, it was real interesting. So they're going to have, also too, Mac Pro, or people are using the iMacs now over the Mac Pro, right? Because the Retina displays, because the Thunderbolt mm-hmm. 2 and the GPU in the Mac Pro cannot drive a 4K or 5K display. Yeah. Which is really funny. I, I mean, like, we're talking about displays like the Surface Studios. Uh, GPU can't quite. Well, that's because uh, they put a laptop GPU in that man. They just wanted to make it too yeah, thick. If they made yeah. it thicker, they could have put an actual desktop GPU that could push it. That's yeah, a, that's, that's on Microsoft. That was not a good. Yeah, that's a that's not a, that was not a good decision on that. Like, part. Um, of course, a laptop um, display cannot drive a 5K or a laptop GPU can't an integrated. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, it's inter, it's as a dual system where it swaps between the integrated and the uh, dedicated NVIDIA one. But a NVIDIA yeah. laptop GPU with a low power profile cannot be driving a 5K display smoothly with yeah. professional apps that's uh, something microsoft should have known mm. but uh basically um yeah. you know just, app, just for, wait yeah, just wait just wait if you would need to buy an ipad which just wait if you need to buy a mac just wait especially like a macbook uh macbook pros yeah. i'd probably still wait for the next rev the uh baby macbook that i'm using um wait for that has been updated in a year um mm-hmm. apple probably delayed the iMacs just to add more power to them they're supposed to be refreshed last year, but just to make a pro model, I'm willing to bet they delayed the whole refresh. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, um, makes you know, sense. hopefully people stop bitching about um, Apple not caring about professionals because I'm kind of sick of that podcast topic. Oh, Lord. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, they, they announced just, something before they even have like a concrete design done for it, which is super yeah. real interesting. And that's hopefully that, that show of hands quells the um, three hour podcast on Apple hating professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still not going to stop so, people snarking on Twitter about uh, how Windows 10 is the one true OS and how everyone should ditch their MacBook, which is also a real annoying medium topic. Like that medium blog post, I really wish would die. Because uh, innovation yeah, people, is a, people, is yeah. the, the PC market's matured. Uh, in generic car analogy here, you know about how like uh, cars really are only getting slightly more efficient of each model or rev unless you're Elon Musk and you're making Teslas, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Things, when things get mature, they slow down for a good reason. Stop, stop wanting new things all the time. Just, just speed and <laughs> speed and bug fixes and yeah, security. So the market, the PC market has, has sort of, sort of leveled off, uh, uh, it's it's minor spec bumps at this point, efficiency boosts. Because these things uh, are appliances. That's what they are. Like, even yeah. if you build one yourself, it's still an appliance. Like no one no one talks about washing machine yeah. innovation anymore. Like I mean, sure, make it more power efficient, make it faster, make it quicker, but um, it's not going to be that splashy because it is just a set piece to your house, right? It's not sure. I don't know. It's sure. it's computers, man. Like. Speaking of computers, uh, that was not a good segue, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I bought another computer that's more specialized, um, a game console, and it's no, it's not not the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's it's a it's a PS4 Pro, and I bought it to play a few games. The uh, first horny game Japanese games. So let me let's make let's make that very correct. No, <laughs> that was not even the. Uh, no, no, no. It, no, before we go to th- that topic, um, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is um, Zelda with better graphics, right? Uh, that's not fair to Zelda or Horizon because they're very different games and very yeah different sort of design philosophies to them. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, one one has by... a weapon system and the other one doesn't have a shitty weapon system, right? Oh god. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. Horizon Zero Dawn is, is a game by Guerrilla Games, the people who did uh, what was it? 
Infamous? They did no, no, no they did um, Killzone. Killzone, yes, Killzone. They did a bunch yes, of like, Killzone series. First-person shooters, right? They did Killzone. The Killzone series. Uh, they're they're a studio owned by uh, Sony, so it's a it's technically a first-party game, I guess. Um, so yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn came out last month, uh, end of last February, end of February, so basically March. And boy, it's it's a good game. It's a good open world sort of uh, game with a female protagonist, uh, with some interesting story beats and an interesting world with with robo dinosaurs, robo dinosaurs, I guess. Um, I mean, but do they fuck? I, um, no. I mean, they don't. Unfortunately, unfor- they don't. unfortunately, I mean, there was this article that on ours the other day about horny uh, T Rexes, or it might have been the outline. I think it was the outline. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this game, uh, when I saw it at uh, E3 a, few, a couple years back, I was like, I want to play this game when it comes out. And I want this game to be good so I can play it um, and, and have it be good. And everybody was hopeful that it was good. And when the first, tra- uh, the first trailers, first gameplay videos came out, everybody was like, this is an open world game. The tower system is, is okay. I don't know about the open world. And it turned out to be... Actually, pretty good. And, and this is probably the first game I got all the achievements for. So I have the platinum trophy for this one, uh, which is uh, which is very rare. I never I never complete games to that level. Of, uh, Congratulations! Um, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm proud of you for taking your time into this. Um, yeah. But did you play a like a time. tower system? So is this like every Ubisoft open world game? Where no, it's 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 really not. Like uh, it's not fair to say it has a system whereby you climb these giant don- they're called tall necks you climb the giant tall necks and every one of them is in a different area and they they just display like you don't have to climb them you, you, you could go the whole game without climbing them and it, climbing them makes things easier because you can see bits of the map like you can see points of interest in the map they're not quite like ubisoft because ubisoft has like it's almost it's almost road in Ubisoft games. Like in Ubisoft games, it feels like they have like twenty of them. You have to climb. You have to climb like twenty of them. But in this game, it doesn't feel as bad because there's only like five or six of them, and it's it's, it's very very like the game never forces you to do it. And the game never the game never tells you that you have to do it. Like it's like it's just there. Like it's a cool thing that you can do, mm-hmm. uh, and it's 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 better than climbing the towers. Like I enjoy climbing towers as. Like uh, as as a person, I'm gonna point out that I do like Ubisoft Tower Climbing Simulator. Um, that's Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. I, I do like them, but it's this. I understand why people are tired of them at this point. Like as a, as a trope, mm-hmm. as a game design trope. But uh, I think that Horizon does it well, understated, and it's not overdone. Like the map, like the map is big, but I don't. I didn't feel like I was over over sort of sort of forced to there's so many collectibles that I was like I was like freaking out like the, the I was able to do platinum because there's only about like three sets of uh, collectibles that you have to get and that's that's not not really a big deal but yeah the world is beautiful it's gorgeous the it runs at 60 FPS most of the time on the PS4 Pro which is which is actually kind of amazing but uh, that's that um, do, are, are you planning on playing Horizon Zero Dawn? At some no, point? I really, I really don't want to pick up PS4 because uh, I'm gonna buy Scorpio <laughs> later on this year. You know, day one purchase. Oh God! Because, uh, I, oh Lord! I, I would like for Halo to look nicer. Halo to look nicer. Ooh, they do the dynamic yeah. scaling, resolution scaling. So if you throw more power yes. at it, it's gonna look nicer. Because I mean, you can drive it up to 4K on on a PC, and it looks great with the. Uh, free multiplayer forge thing they have you can download from the windows store yep yep <clears throat> it does look it lo- does look but fantastic. i just don't need more game consoles in my life you know um i yeah, have like 200 games you. on this xbox right now most of them have not been even touched once yep yep that's how i feel about my steam library it's it's not good but so i've, I've been ignoring my steam library and playing games on the ps4 um uh, the next game that i played uh yesterday i finished in one day so i started the uh, i started yesterday and finished it yesterday mm-hmm was uh, was until dawn. Um, Isn't that like one of those um, Naughty Dog style Uncharted slash uh, Last of Us style games? No, it's 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 more of a tell if a telltale mechanically like a telltale game. It has 
it has what it's called what it calls the butterfly effect um where so how does it like your cho- how does it play though is it like choices a, effect it's like a it's a horror, game. a horror game it's a horror i would classify it as a horror game oh. uh set in uh, set in this remote uh part of canada i think alberta i think it was uh where these where these teenagers are like in this remote area and they're like and they they get like attacked by these by like, this one psycho and there's like these monsters uh in the in the area and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you have to like make decisions about stuff like decisions like do you jump there or do you jump that way so it's like every choice you make affects the story so like it affects the story later on like it's 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 cause it calls the butterfly effect uh, right and the goal and the goal of the game is to make try to get as many people as survive the night as possible yeah i'm reading uh i'm reading the wiki on it right now yeah, mm-hmm. and I managed to get uh, everybody except uh, one person survived. Uh, one person died in my playthrough that I did. Um, I, I don't I don't know how you'd save that one person. It's probably you'd have to make a choice earlier in the game to make chase that would save that one person. But I, I failed to save that one person. So one I mean, person you can always look you it up achieve... and spoil it. Yes, I can spoil it. I like I've been planning on doing a playthrough where two playthroughs where one where everybody dies and another one where uh, nobody dies. Uh, that would be interesting, and uh, that's that's it's a good game. I think if you like games where uh, it's it's more story focused, more, uh, more sort of uh, more. If you like telltale games, you might you might like these. Uh, this so game. it's more like a walking simulator mixed with like a a horror game mixed with a telltale. It's game. a very good. It's a very good horror game. The soundtrack is amazing. Nice. The visuals are is that fantastic. a PS4 exclusive or is that also on PC? Yes, it, yes, it's a PS4 exclusive. It's, uh, it's a PS4. Exclusives are lame. Speaking about lame exclusives, yeah, they're, they're, they're not good. Uh, we yeah, got, but I, I, whoops, we got next game is not an exclusive. Actually, uh, there are exclusives. It's Destiny Two. I'm talking about PS4 exclusives, which means content exclusives are still continuing. Oh, before you decide oh, to ruin God. my segue. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. I'm not happy about that. That's 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 lame, really. Yeah, uh, Con- which uh, Destiny Two, which is uh, not Destiny, or like it's not in the middle of it, you know. <laughs> or there's some, there's a real great Twitter meme about um, a lot of good yeah, Destiny names. Definitely, uh, you can search that up sometime <laughs> if you if you want a good laugh. But um, it's coming out in September. Pre-orders are available. Yeah. You know, you spend a hundred bucks on a game you don't know anything about if you. That's what you like to yep. do, uh, and it's not. It's not. It's more Destiny, I guess. I don't know. They they fix, they fix most of the problems in the base game. You know, just. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, as I am with most games these days, most AAA games. Um, it's, it's. They say that the marketing, uh, the video that came out, the the recent trailer was. Uh, interesting the sort of two-faced comedic versus serious uh yeah they're poking fun at themselves and they they're basically probably gonna they're gonna do more of the taken king style stuff where they just add more Mm -hmm. humor to it and all that i mean it's Mm -hmm. considering where the the base game's at now i don't think destiny 2 is gonna be bad it's just if you want more of that and what i really want is so like if they just like continue more of the taken king style stuff bump the frame rate up to 60 per second to be a good game but what i really want them to do is hop more into embrace more of the mmo style stuff Add more yep. in-game social tools. Add more like social spaces. Add more ways to just shoot the shit and hang out with people rather than For have it, yep. like, mm-hmm. um, like it was so modular. The original game you had to keep jumping from place to place. If they did more of an open design where you didn't have to hop from menus yes, all the yes. time and you could just kind yep. of fly around. Like just just cop more stuff from WoW and then the and multiplayer please, department. Please, um, for the for the love of God. Yeah, add matchmaking for raids, please. No, 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 no. Ra- no, you don't want raids and matchmaking. As someone who's done the the basic version of that in World of Warcraft, it's not good. You, you, raids, you sure? If like, you it's add enough not... social tools in game, you can kind of just like socialize your way to find someone in a raid. Like add built-in clan tools and All stuff. Right. Like I raids, you really can't do it with matchmaking because everyone needs to have a headset. You need to talk to each other, or else you build a raid. Yeah, I suppose you just build yes. a glorified dungeon. Like it's it's not that great. Also, too, what they should do is definitely steal Halo's system for PvP. Mm-hmm. Also, drop do do dedicated servers. No, no more P2P. Yes, dedicated please. servers oh, and have a rank system with seasons like Overwatch and Halo. Yep. Like really, just the little things, you know, just the PvE yeah. side. You know, just cop more stuff from Mortal Warcraft and Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, like it's 
the, the base is good now. Like the, the shooting's great, weapons are still great. Uh, clean up on the story, which I'm pretty sure they know they need to do right. But outside yep. of that, yeah. it's just like you just gotta add more stuff and make it more of like a breathing, living thing. Yeah, and it's coming to PC this time, which is uh, which is a thing. I really hope it there's crossplay. Like I know PS4, PC um, isn't gonna have crossplay, mm, but for PV mm. stuff, right? Like raids and stuff. Like why not have it yes. Xbox and. Uh, and you, you think they're going to release it on the Windows Store? That would be a thing. I don't know if they're going to release it on Windows Store, but uh, they might release it on Steam. We, why, or... why? It's, it's, you, know, you just have to like wrap it. You can just, I don't even, man. You can do a Win32 app as a UWP app. You just have to export it as yes. such. Like, you don't really have any of the limitations that um, whatever that weird dude with a bad beard on Twitter complains about all the time. Like, uh, <laughs> you really don't. You just export it. And I mean, like, there's some limitations, but... It's nothing that a game should worry about. Like games should be sandboxed anyways. Like ain't no reason for you to be digging into uh to be touching my files and stuff. Yes. Yes, that's true. So um, they definitely should do crossplay. At least I know so crossplay many- would crossplay would be fantastic. Like I would love crossplay on. Like if they did Xbox Play Anywhere, but I don't know if Xbox Play Anywhere means that you have to ha- be only on Xbox. So I don't know if you can. No, you don't. Uh, Xbox Play Anywhere, you can be a cross-platform game. You just um, you just have to support Play Anywhere. Yeah, so but like, even too, you, you don't to... um, Play Anywhere doesn't indicate that you have to do crossplay. Because Gears of War Four is a Play Anywhere title, and it does not have crossplay. Mm-hmm. Although they have, they okay. added it for a couple playlists just to see how it works right. after mm-hmm. launch. But I mean, really, just like um, let me let me play with my bros, you know. I'm pretty sure Microsoft would allow it. Sony probably wouldn't. Microsoft, honestly, you could probably even if you put it in the Steam, Microsoft would probably still let you do it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Microsoft can take any advantage it can get at this point. Yeah, so I mean, but uh, uh, so if they did at least Xbox and uh, PC, it'd pressure Sony to allow them to do that kind of crossplay. But uh, yep. really, that's that's all I want. You know, I just want to just want to make it more like World of Warcraft in the best ways and also, make it more like. Can I have Mida multi tool? Again, please. Mm, I like a new set Mida, of Mida, please. Although I kind of don't like how they're continuing the original Destiny story. I feel like a clean break entirely would probably be the best way to do it. Because this Maybe takes place I... after Destiny 1. Like, there's some events of Destiny 1 that's influencing the beginning of this game based on the trailer. And it's right. more like, you know, if they just kind of, like, made it as, like, a backstory, something that happens way in the future, and, like, brand new character, brand new everything, it'd probably be for the best. Mm-hmm. And even... And Pete, it's like... It's Destiny 2 at this point and not Destiny subtitle, something else. Part of me feels like that they're going to keep doing more sequels and stuff, which is kind of lame. And it makes me think that they are going to go in the World of Warcraft style because they're also selling another expansion pass. And I feel like it'd be better if they just did yearly big expansions to the game, modified the engine every now and then and kept it going for like seven or eight years. I think that was the original plan for Destiny. Yeah, that was the original plan, but then they just kind of ended up making... Then they realized that their engine was bad and that they were still supporting the old generation, the last generation of consoles, which they dropped with Rise of Fire. Yep, so they uh, definitely should just kind of head off in that... Well, at least I think so. But then again, I'm also the guy who thinks you should break Halo multiplayer out of Halo itself and uh, just sell the story games... Story campaigns standalone, um, so I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I got some crazy ideas, but um, it's just cautiously. Destiny Two is going to be out soon. Don't pre-order it because pre-ordering is bad. No, don't. Please, please don't pre-order. Um, There's no point in pre-ordering if, unless you want some physical thing. Uh, Bungie, no you should also make it sixty frames per second, or uh, don't buy it then. Oh man, that's very total biscuit of you. Uh, Man, I mean, if it's, 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 there's no excuse. Even on PS4 Pro, if it is not 60 frames per second on the PS4 Pro or Xbox Scorpio, then I, what's the point? If yeah. I, if I, have to I buy agree, a PC I get 60 frames per second in 2000, uh, in the year of our Lord 2017, then no, that's uh, not not worth it. Mm, yeah, I mean, at this point, yes, they have no excuse for not making it 60 frames per second. So uh, before we head to the uh, next topic, I'm just going to jump in and tell y'all to pick up Halo Wars 2 if you can, because it's a good game. Is it? Is it actually a good game? Uh, it's kind of a simplistic one if you're playing on PC because they, uh, it's, because it's built with, well, I mean, it's built with keyboard and mouse, but it's also built to support a controller. Story's good, yes. though. It's, um, 343 is learning how to tell stories that do not rely on external sources. You don't need to yes. play Halo Wars 1 to um, know anything about Halo Wars 2. There are brief references to things in the other Halo universe, but it does not have a reliance of outside knowledge. The cutscenes are really good. 
I'm glad. Like that's the thing with the Halo universe, right? There's so much extended media. It's, so this book, it's great story this... everywhere except the games. The games have cl- <laughs> the games have the clumsy storytelling, but everywhere else is great stories. The Halo Wars one was a really yeah. good. Halo Wars one also didn't suffer from the same problem that Halo Four Five had, where Halo Wars yeah. one you didn't need to know anything about the outside universe because it was set way beforehand. So Halo Wars mm-hmm. Two is the same sort of thing. Like uh, if you read some of the comics or you played some of the games, you will have a better understanding of some of the events. But if you just basically yeah. know, uh, humans woke up after being in sleep, sleeping in space for a while, and now they landed on some planet with lots of aliens trying to kill them, you know, you're in for a good time. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Halo Wars 2. Like, I'll, I'll pick it up a little bit later. I have enough games to play. Um, I don't know if i really in the mood for an RTS. Also, the multiplayer sort of is super good because they added, like, a uh, Blitz-style mode, which is, like... Oh, yeah, the Blitz mode, Blitz yes. mode's good. The you take a bunch of cards like Hearthstone style and then you use them to deploy units as an RTS sort of like PVP game yeah. mode and it works really well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fun to play. Mm. So things that are fun to play, um, some, some horny yeah. Japanese games now. You, you, you uh, take the not... stage. <laughs> uh, so the game we're talking about uh, next is Near Automata. Um, game published by Square Enix, developed by Platinum Games and... And Square Enix, I guess. So it's it's a it's a collaboration between the two studios. Um, uh, director Yoko Taro, uh, who's also known for like the the Near series, the Dragon Guard the, um, series, which is, horniest man alive. I'm pretty sure is uh, his official title. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, uh, yeah, the definitely games. The game itself, yes, but the, it's not very in that direction, but. Uh, the fan art, oh man. The fan art of Tubi, the main character, and uh, 9S. Uh, it's a lot of fan if there's art. one thing uh, I've learned can... in my days is that you don't you don't look up fan art of horny Japanese games. Now, just go to Twitter, go to the hashtag Tubi9S. Uh, you'll find good stuff. Just It's not safe for work, obviously. Just, just be mindful of that. Uh, yeah, so we just recently found out that uh, the game... The game is a platinum style action RPG. So like uh like if you play played Bayonetta or Bayonetta 2, um it's it's a game in that mechanically it's a game in that manner, but the story is very very sort of like like a lot of philosophical existential crisis stuff going on, lots of uh, very deep philosophical questions. Uh, about the meaning of life, the ex- meaning of existence, and stuff like that, and it's it's really really good. Like I can't say anything without spoiling it because um, it's one of those games that you have to play for yourself to sort of uh, get the full experience. But yeah, it's it's really good. So, uh, I recommend it. Also, if if you're not very good at games like that, there's an easy mode with uh, with these things called plug-in chips that can basically play the game for you. So you can auto evade, auto attack auto aim and stuff like that so you don't even have to like be good at the mechanical parts of the game to progress so i i'm gonna recommend to everybody really like just for the story just just play through it yeah it's multiple endings you gotta play through it multiple times uh it's it's good and the game just sold one million copies so what are you, what are you waiting for that's my pitch for the game buy it please so don't buy it on pc right um, the PC version's all right. Um, th- there was some full screen issues. It should be okay. Um, if you have issues, uh, you probably want to refund it and buy it on a PS4. Uh, but it, it, they're working on a patch for the for the PC version to fix the outstanding issues. So maybe if you if you're gonna plan it on buying PC, just wait a little bit. Or if the patch is already out, then yeah, just go ahead. And the PC port is actually pretty good for a Japanese uh, Japanese title. Yeah, yeah that, it's it's a highly recommended game of the year, really. Uh, it's a, it's a don't I I disagree with that because uh, uh, there's a super bunny hop video on like the first two near games or the first near game and why it's like so odd and stuff. I'm gonna link it. It's a good watch and it just made me not want to play near Automata. I, uh, I don't know. So it's it's. I, I disagree. I don't, but then again, I'm not super into these JRPGs and J action games and all that stuff. It's not a JRPG. I wouldn't call it a JRPG. Well, I mean, it's like a J action game, because... right? It's like it's a weird kind of Japanese storytelling. Like you know, I played Kingdom Hearts. I know how weird it can get. I know how like <laughs> I know how the power of friendship will save everything at the end of the day. And you know, it's just not for me. Maybe not. Yes, maybe it's not for everybody. But I recommend 
I mean, uh, um, don't, don't listen to me because once again, I'm also the guy who likes Chromebooks. Like once, I'm, I'm usually wrong about things. <laughs> usually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, you can you can try playing the trailer. There's, sorry, a de- demo. There's a demo on the PS4, so if you have a PS4, you can try the demo uh, to see if it's something that you want to play. Um, so, I recommend it. It might not be ev- for everybody. There might be let's plays you can watch uh, if you don't want to. I definitely buy watch the game. let's play the beginning before you know beforehand. I'd probably be play the yeah, demo, watch maybe, let's yeah. play, see if it's for you, and. Uh, yeah, live life and you know just play good stuff. Don't don't play the bad. Speaking things. of JRPGs, it's, it's not a topic list, but a JRPG just came out. Persona um, on the on the U.S. market. Yeah. Um, oh, and Persona that streaming 5. policy. So they uh will oh, they God. will take you down if you stream past. So how Persona works is that there it starts at like the middle part of the year, or the beginning of the year. I don't know. It starts some point in the year, and there's like in day in day games or in game yes. days. Lord, if I can speak. Yeah. And you basically, you play for a bit, and then you go to sleep. And you know, you can do one thing for each day. You can go to a dungeon. You can talk to people. You know, it mixes, like, dating sim with, like, action elements. It's cool, cool concept. Um, still a little horny for me. And, uh, <laughs> but their streaming policy is once you stream past, the, stream past the 7th of July, because they do not want the game to be spoiled, because apparently um, Percy pop points happen then, they will send you a takedown notice, which is real shitty. It is. It's not a good. That's. It doesn't make sense because people, people who don't want spoilers, they're not going to be watching streams of Persona Five in the first place. Like they're going to be playing the game, or they're going to be avoiding, uh, avoiding social media and streams entirely. Yep. So, uh, it's it's really self defeating. Like, uh, streams and uh, videos of of games really attract sort of uh, other people to the. Like if I, if I'm if, if I'm somebody who's not familiar with Persona. Um, as as a as a series or a Persona Five as a game, I, I would go look up on YouTube like Let's Plays or look up at streams, just to get a little bit of taste of what the game is like. And, I'm, and if the game looks good, then I might buy it. And if if you're sort of cutting that off, and it's just generating bad PR, which is which is really really kind of self defeating uh, in my opinion. And more importantly, this is a game where, as I said earlier, you can just kind of choose what you want to do. Your yes, run is not is going to be the same as the person who is doing the Let's Play online. You are not going yep. to have the yep. same playthrough, which is why yep. this policy makes even less sense. It's like a Telltale game, you know? Like, there's a good Twitter thread, yep. which I also link to down there, where this one yes. um, this PR person whose name I cannot remember. I should probably look it up real quick. <laughs> uh, I'll add that into the, the tweet. I, I retweeted that earlier, but she was saying that basically... There's no harm done by streams, like financially to games. Like the concept of, oh, like some people are going to watch the game and not buy the game. That's not a thing. That's not a real thing. Like that's just a fear that people have. Um, it's just, it's not a real fear. Like people will buy your game. They just want to take a look before. Like a lot of games I bought um, just by watching Let's Players play games. Like say um, Metal Gear Solid. Um, like I was never in. I I watched all the game, Metal Gear Solid games as Let's Plays. That doesn't that didn't stop me from buying a copy of, of all the games. That's that's not that's not how that works. People are gonna buy your game. They're interested in playing it. It's, Let's Plays are not the same as actually playing the game. So yeah, it's it's a dumb policy. I hope they un, I hope they understand see the backlash and hope they understand that it's. It's not something they should be doing. Right. Like it's not and a good policy. Also, to the person on Twitter, they their Twitter handle is Sparkle Star Emoji Lar Sparkle Star Emoji. That's what I will yes. refer to them Lor, as. Lar Clint, yes. At, at Lar Clint. So, um, yeah. just just wanted to oh. get the name out there. So we were we yeah, weren't stealing definitely. credit, but uh, so it's it's a bad policy. You know, don't don't do it. Um, Telltale doesn't have that policy because they understand that each playthrough is going there's it's going to be personalized. You know. It's good stuff, um, but um, the game is good. I've heard I've heard a lot, a lot about that. Yes, yes. I've, it's hundred hours long, which be warned, as I guess. Uh, if if you're not up for a hundred hour JRPG, maybe maybe avoid. But uh, otherwise, go ahead. Uh, it's 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 long. I'm saying you don't have, like. I mean, it's long, but it's it's one of those games that are designed to be played over a long time. Yeah, it's it's. it's it's not. It's not like. It's also you play it. a game that probably would be best served portable. Yes. Uh, but I think 
Laura from Laura K. Buzz, the Khaleesia Buzz. Laura K. Buzz for a review of Persona 5 on the Jimquisition. Which is basically like, um, you know, this should be a Switch game, which I agree with because that whole entire day yes. system really makes more sense when you can just pick it up yes. and uh, yep. put it down whenever. But it's still, still a good game. Yeah. You know, if you want some horny Japanese games, it's uh, a little problematic with representation of some queer characters. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, the Polygon review, I think. We have to link the Polygon yeah, review. Um, this, um, Since we're talking about this, like, actually, on Let's Play Video Games, we're talking about Laura K. Buzz. There was an uh, article she posted today um, going in depth about how Dragon Age Inquisition had a really good and progressive trans character. And it was basically right. they consulted actual trans people and were like, yo, are we fucking up with our script? Which is basically yes. what you really should do, you know? You don't want to have problem- yep. problematic representations of characters. It's either you have someone that who is uh, the same as that character write it, said character, or you hire consultants. You pay people to tell you what you're doing wrong, which is what these Japanese developers should be doing because uh, queer characters are real. Never, never represented it in a great way in most... Yes, Laura, Laura K. Buzz, uh, she, she wrote a piece for Polygon as well about trans representation in Zelda, the Breath of the Wild, and uh, Dragon Age, and Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, you should really check that out. Just just search Laura K. Buzz Polygon. You'll find it. I'll probably link it in the post, uh, in the show notes as well. Yep. And um, so switching switching gears, we have phones. More, more phones. Com- more computers. More computers. Uh, uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Android, the operating system. Um, uh, Google recently released a developer preview. For the next major version of Android. Android O, which, uh, Android which I hope o. is Oreo, because Oreos are good. <laughs> you think they're gonna do another brand deal with uh, with Oreo? It's the same parent out? company, I'm pretty sure, as Kit Kat, Nabisco. Oh, oh I, I'm pretty sure it's the possible. same parent company. So there wouldn't mm-hmm. there's a there's there's precedent. Um, but more importantly, Android O is basically uh, just more customization, better notifications, and they copped iOS's background app system to help battery life. Because before Android yes, they added was like, like a scheduler. Yes. Android was like, if you guys play nice, we will. Uh, well, we can schedule things for you in the background, so you don't use battery life. But you just tell us if you want to do that. And now uh, Google's like, no, 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 no. You're, we're going to kill your processes in the background unless you use our APIs in the proper way, so we can schedule it. Because y'all ruin in battery life. Yep. Yeah. This this is this has been a long-standing problem with Android. A lot of uh, like Android's Android's better at multitasking, but that's because uh, the apps have more freedom to do basically whatever they want. And the problem is, every developer thinks their app's the most important app on your system, yes. so they give it higher yep. priority. It's a lot of hubris yep. mixed with uh, poor scheduling, which is going to hopefully be fixed with this. Um, but I, I hope, feel like every I year Google tells us they fix Android battery life, so I don't know, man. I I can't uh, like they're trying their best. Like they they can't force developers to use it. Like uh, it's it's. Like they're slowly moving towards a more so, sort of forced way of uh, managing apps, yeah. battery life, and stuff like that, which is good. Like over time, I think Android is gonna improve in that manner, mm-hmm. which, which is which is what Google is moving towards. Like they can't make sweeping changes have them and have immediate effect because they don't control the ecosystem like that. But um, they're making the change and hoping for long term that that's it's gonna benefit the ecosystem. So the notifications, they're going to add stuff like snooze. Cha- they're going to add notification channels. They're adding a new ambient mode. I haven't used Android in a while, so... All I know it's, it's is that be. Android's notification system is still light years ahead of whatever Apple's doing on iOS. Yes. Uh, oh God. Because iOS is... Apple's notification. It's, it's real bad. Notifications are not great on iOS. No, they're really not. And, like, that's the one thing I've, I I mean, they've gotten better, but sure. then, like, you know, no one really implements them. Twitter... Tweetbot, I think, maybe implements actual notifications, but a lot of first-party apps don't even bother implementing a lot of the notification changes. It's it's not great. No, it's 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 uh, notifications on iOS are very clunky. Like the notification center is not good. I don't like it. Uh, the way notifications sort of work on iOS are just it's just it's just a holdover from older days. I feel like rehauling the entire system would be too much work, so they just sort of make small changes to At it. At this point, they probably and I think they're probably gonna do it with iOS 11 though, because what 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 else is really left on iOS besides like changing things for the sake of changing them? I, I hope. Yeah. But um, Android O, it's gonna be good stuff. Hopefully, it's Oreo. But uh, also this week, the Galaxy S8 was announced, and yep. it looks kind of ugly. 
Does it? Does it? Uh, why, why? Tell me why it looks like. Okay, that. so I'm okay with the screen. Like the, yeah. the screen. So basically, they removed all the bezels that they could. There's a little on the top and the bottom. Um, yep. Perfectly fine with that. I don't like the rounded corners. That's mm. a little weird. The edge thing, the I corners. never was a fan of, because yeah. it bands a little bit. Like it's not. Mm. They fixed it mostly like, with the newer, but that seven they fixed it a little bit. Mm. But it, you can still tell that the colors are the band a little bit, just because you're bending glass at that point. There's not much you can do about that. Mm. Oh, I don't yeah. like OLED screens still because burn-in is still a problem. Uh, I bought my mother yeah. an S7 last year, and she has mm. a Facebook status bar burned into the top of her screen. Jesus. Okay, that's um, uh, so okay. OLED. I still think is problematic. It's uh, it's not, and also too, I just don't like Samsung's that pebble drop shape, like waterfall. I think is what they call their design language. It's diff- yeah. it's definitely Samsung. It's definitely interesting, but it is not something that I like. I don't like their UI skin still. I think stock Android's better. I'd agree on that. I I always preferred stock Android over and the fingerprint first- sensor is also in the wrong place. Oh Jesus! Okay, let me let me talk about that for a moment. Um, the fingerprint sensor is as most Android phones have their fingerprint sensor right on the back, right below the camera. Um, but this one is is to the to the left, to the right, to the right, yeah, to the right to the camera. So you're going to put your and finger on your camera every time you try to use a fingerprint. Yep, yep. And apparently, according which, to a, a leak, it was be they did it last minute because the Synaptics fingerprint sensor. And on the touchscreen itself um, component was not ready to be shipped. Yep, yep. Also, yeah, that, that means that you're going to be getting a lot of fingerprint smudges on the camera glass, so you're going to be having to clean that up uh, pretty often, uh, which which the, which the camera app mentions, by the way. The camera app does tell you to clean your camera lens but because they know it's a problem. They know. I guess the testing showed that over time... Uh, there's going to be increased amount of smudges on the on your camera glass. Uh, yeah, that's not a good good design for a fingerprint sensor. Yep, and um, uh, Samsung's UI is still ugly. I'm still going to point that out. Uh, they do not have good UI design. It it's it's a. I mean, if it was a whole like Tizen OS where everything was consistent, it'd be fine. But really, at this point, I don't care anymore. It's 2017. You're either following Material Design, which still isn't great itself. Like Material Design isn't perfect. But um, follow that or don't try at all. Like, I don't, it's... it's uh, the other two things that are uh, coming with the essay, the Samsung is doing their own um, uh, AI It's not an AI, thing. really. It's, a, it's not an AI, it's, an assistant thing. Um, you remember how you can use voice control on um, Windows, like back in, when XP launched? It's basically that, yes. but with a fancy name and a better UI. Um, that's, they're going to add it to all their appliances and stuff, you know, they're going to start shipping it more devices, but really you can just tell your phone to text people and to do things, but it Mm -hmm. will defer you to Google and such when you want to actually, um, go for information from the internet and it's not, it's not proactive. You can't open Bigsby and it won't tell you like your flight status or anything. That's all deferred to Google, which is fine. Oh, it's also called Bigsby. Um, it's whatever. It's, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah, and it's Google really, like, probably still better. And yes, then they're also copying better. Continuum from Windows 10 with a DeX feature, which is basically you plug your oh, phone into a yeah, dock. Okay, so every time, it's it's not it's not happening, people. Please stop doing this. Mm, this is like... Um, uh, it's not going to happen. I mean, if Android... So I, I disagree with that because so if Windows 10, uh, Microsoft's already adding the... Uh, what's it called? You can run you, Windows you, apps on ARM. They're doing the thing where you can port Win32 apps yes. to ARM. Yeah. Like, not mm-hmm. UWP, but full actual Windows apps. And so that would make sense when the, if a service phone drops sometime ever. And you can just plug it in and start using it as an actual computer. Hopefully the chips are powerful mm-hmm. enough. Like, it's the future is getting there, but it does not make sense for a western market it most usually i think it makes more sense for the eastern part of the world where the pc's revolution wasn't that high and most people are using tablets and most people are using just phones yes that's actually a good point um um which uh, that's a good point if you don't have a pc like you don't have a pc or you have a really old pc and you want you want something you're buying a, a galaxy sa um as a new phone uh, the, the 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 thing called it's called Dex. Uh, that's what they're calling yep. it. Uh, so it's basically a little dock uh, that you, you plop the phone into, 
um, it's connected via USB-C. Um, it has like a monitor, you connect it to a monitor, it has USB ports on it, it has an Ethernet port. Uh, so it's basically just like a dock, you plug it in, and once you plug it in, the, f the phone screen turns off and the monitor shows like a desktop-ish UI of like, of Android. So this like custom sort of UI that they design. Yeah, so it's basically like a full desktop environment, you plug it in. And so, like, it's fine, you know, all the apps are going to run the same. I have a feeling that because some of the background processes things and how that works in Android, that uh, multitasking might be a little bit weird. You might, like, yeah. it's, it's free-form windowing, but you might, like, click on an app and it might take a moment to load. I'm pretty sure it's probably yeah. going to happen. But yeah, um, yeah. it's fine, you know, it makes sense for people. If he's In the Western part, America, Canada, we all have laptops with our phones, right? Like, that's how it is but yeah. places uh china india all those markets it makes more sense because not as many people have computers a lot of people don't really need computers so this is great for that mm -hmm. yeah i I'd agree it's it's not a product really designed. i don't know uh, it's an interesting product but i don't know how well it's going to be supported by samsung long term and how like apps are gonna work for it because the, the demo uh for it didn't show anything outside of samsung apps mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure though by the time this time next year Google is gonna have Android running on Chromebooks full time. Probably. So yeah. like this is it's gonna in one form or another, the whole entire because Android O can output um dis two displays. You can plug in a monitor and start outputting to it. Yes. So somewhere down along the line this is gonna be built into Android anyways, in one form or another. Mm. So Samsung's just kinda of trying to hop them the curve here. So yeah, with the S8, it might not be the best, but sometime in the future, it's probably going to be good enough. And once it's good, good enough, enough yeah. and once you can start running it on those $200 phones, $100 phones that sell in China and India like crazy, or even the $500 mm -hmm. phones, yeah. like once the Snapdragon 4 and 6 series processors can start uh, supporting this, that's when it will actually see if the idea takes off in that part of the world. Yeah. And more importantly, if the Android or the Windows one will win, because that's, that's, that's what interests me more. Like, it's not the idea, because this idea is probably going to blow up eventually anyways, but um, it's just who will win on that. Can Microsoft make a bounce back with Windows piece of this? I, I don't know if Microsoft can. Like, I hope, my, I mean, I'm hopeful um, that this is a solution because really I don't need more computers in my life. I need less. Well, yeah, too, and like um, if you can run full Windows apps on like a phone that's like $500 and they don't run them like shit, then why not? Like, it doesn't make sense yeah. for me and you because we have laptops and computers that can run them are more powerful and would be faster. But for someone yeah. who just only has this, it's cheaper just to buy a monitor and a keyboard and it's good enough. Yeah. And good enough sells really well. Like, yes, yes, that's, that, that's true, yes. Like, uh, Mastodon yeah. is probably a better social network than Twitter, but Twitter's good enough and the people are there, so people, we just use it anyways. That's a good one. That's a good analogy. I'm going to, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all right, the next topic, I don't know, this this podcast is, is, is a bit long, but we've been away for a while, so I think we should, we should talk about VPNs. it. Uh, oh, so, so basically, VPNs. So um, basically, the U.S. signed a law that uh, ISPs can sell your data. Or, no, 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 they, the U.S. nulled a policy that was proposed by the FCC in the previous admission, which had not come to be fully, like, realized yet it has not been put in place it has just been proposed that the that isps cannot sell your personal information so i think that they probably aren't going to because at&t two years ago or i think it's a year and a half ago had a policy where for uh you could pay 30 dollars for them to not sell targeted ads of your data or that you give you like mm -hmm. a 30 dollars credit on your bill and within a month or so they just completely nulled the program because people were mad so this is before the rules were in place i don't really think we I mean, sure, you might want to have regulations. See, the for problem this. I have with this is is not that they're going to be selling the data to other parties because what what's going on? A uh, trend in the in the consolidation. US telecom consolidation market. So the, the uh, telecoms are merging with like media companies. A Verizon and O. Oh God. So Verizon and Yahoo, like, right? Verizon, so probably like they could have they could they could have done this like since the nineties, right? There have been no rules in place to stop this. But what did What's interesting about this now, right, is that 
Verizon owns Yahoo and AOL, and they're being merged to a company of both, and they both run their own ad exchanges. So Verizon yes. can have its own ad exchange, which is as competitive as Google because they are before Google and they could usurp Google. They could, because there's no rule saying that Verizon can be like, oh, we detect you have a Google ad on your page and we're just going to insert some JavaScript that will replace it with a Verizon ad. Oh, I'm mad. And uh, mad. Google will probably like stop that with uh, Chrome. Yes. It's gonna be, it'd be an interesting war, uh, but really, like the ISPs could probably already see her. They could probably they can sell it anyways. Yes, they, know exactly. they can see it. Um, but the fact that they're gonna they're gonna have the infrastructure to use the data, analyze the data, store the data. That's that's a, that's another game entirely, which is which is what what's happening with the consolidation. They're buying media companies. They're buying ad tech companies, uh, and these companies have the expertise, have the infrastructure. Have have the capability to store and analyze uh, vast amounts of uh, metadata, so to speak. Um, so basically, metadata as in say browsing history. Yeah. So, so if, if even if you're using TLS to go to a site, what they're gonna see is you're visiting Google.com. They won't see that's what you're it. visiting on Google.com. Correct. See it. Yes, that's yeah. But I mean, then again, so with Chrome, Google can see what you're visiting on Google.com, and they can see what you're visiting in the website too, like where you go in there. So, I mean, like, it's, compared to what Google and Facebook are doing, it's really not that bad. So, you don't want more people doing it, but it's on the same level. It's not anything worse than what's already happening. I think what the, what the people, what people are really worried about is, um, you have a choice of not using a social network or you not using Google, but you don't really have a choice of not using your ISP. Like, if you want internet. In a lot of American, uh, yeah, the most rural, uh, most rural American part, like most rural American towns, and some major cities. I think New York City is one where it's broken up between ISPs. Like some city, some parts of the city only gets Verizon, other only gets Charter. But so yeah. there's no competition in the market, so you can, yeah. you can't yeah, say which, which is why, which is why people are worried because you can't just like switch to an ISP that respects your privacy. You just, you just stuck with, uh, with a bad choice. But um, all the companies at this point have said that if they were to do this, they'd have an opt out. They have no plans to start selling ad exchanges. Verizon's going to be the first one because Verizon owns an ad exchange. So it's probably going to be Verizon. Uh, AT&T will probably soon follow. I don't think home ISPs are going to do it just yet. But um, yep. they did say that if they were to, that they would allow customers to opt out. Yeah. Um, regarding this, a lot, of, a lot of folks, the general sort of discourse uh, in the InfoSec community and the privacy-minded community, has been about uh, how, how do you work around, how do you protect yourself from said snooping? Um, and the answer has usually been VPNs, um, and to be more specific, uh, VPN services, uh, managed VPN services, VPN providers. And I wrote a post uh, about on the 28th about how VPNs are not really the solution because First, like they don't scale, they're not scalable. As in, not everybody can be using a VPN because VPNs require some amount of technical know-how. They require a bit of understanding uh, before you use the right provider. Because you, can you trust your provider? Can you trust the VPS that you're on? Can you, is your VPS your VPS is the new ISP? So when when you use a VPN, your data is secure to the VPN point. And then after that, it's it's leaving the VPN endpoint and exits the, to, to the normal internet. So do you trust that ISP? Do you trust the VPN provider? Do you trust the VPS provider? So it's, it's not really a workable solution long term. If, if everybody's on VPNs, that's it's not, it's not going to happen. That's not how the... It's a policy problem, really. Like, we should be solving this with policy. But in the policy situation in the United States right now is... It's not favorable towards uh, towards said regulation, but it's that's, 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 that was my post. I can link. I'm gonna link it to link it in the post show notes. Uh, it got some traction on Hacker News, which is surprising, but okay. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's that's about it. That's all I have to say on that. Basically, you're just shifting trust. And uh, the real yes, solution to this yes. problem is to contact a representative, but um, that's too much work. So we can just bitch on Twitter about it, I guess. But it's yeah. uh, you, just, you just tell them, you know, uh, yell yell at the people who you, in theory, voted for in your district. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's all about shifting trust, and I don't think it's as big of a deal. I think it's a more of a symptom of a more systemic problem 
this yep but, that's also but uh yeah. the real solution is uh politics and gay america it's a uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not. I'm not happy about it. Like, I'm not American, but I'm not happy about it either because this this stuff is, this stuff spreads. Uh, as we as we know, politics is not. Uh, we we don't live in a isolated world. So. So yeah, but um, this that was that was a show this week. Uh, you can find the show yeah. at twoshadesofbrown.com. Hopefully. Um, uh, you can contact yeah, us. Yeah, hit us uh, up on New Twitter. contact email. New contact email. Um, contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. That that goes to both of us. So if you send anything there, it, it goes to both our inboxes. Uh, so please be nice. Um, also, you, you can find me on on Twitter at StaticSafe and uh, Christian. I'm on Twitter at uh, Trosfine, and I'm also on Mastodon.social, which is uh, not accepting invites right now, and I do not log into it that often. But um, if you would like to not use Twitter, there's that, or you can email me. Um, I'm thinking about starting a mailing list about pantsuit enthusiasts. You know. But um, besides that, I hope the rest of your week is uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. bye.